This is the Power Power Podcast. My name is Sarah of Underground Crowds. We hit Bible topics, smash book studies, punch out some songs here and there, and light up his word to strengthen our souls. Thanks for listening. Done, done podcast. We're in Acts 18. And we're going to continue on and see how Paul's open-handedness toward the Lord expanded ministry to the Jews even further than he could see. Um, And the lesson there is we don't always understand God's ways. um, And... Often he is going to challenge us to move on past our inhibitions. Um, But no eye has seen, no ear has heard uh, what's in store for those that um, faithfully surrender their lives to the Lord. So let's pray. God, I ask that you would help us today um, consider these things Consider the hardships that we've gone through, that they can be redeemed, um, that they're not just hardships for the sake of having hardships. Um, When we're in the middle of something, it can seem superfluous. So I pray that you help us to lift our eyes up further past what it is that we are possibly going through right now to the face of Jesus and to the one who has the power to um, form all things for our good and his own glory. Um, In Jesus' name, amen. So, I don't know if you've had prolonged um, stuff that has gone on in your life that really, if you thought about it, Um, if you let yourself be honest about it, you would wonder why this long, why this hard, why, 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 and we can really sink, um, asking ourselves all the why questions, because I, from my own experience, the, the whys don't necessarily, um, get answered, but the who, um, I am reminded of who is in charge and who has called me into this thing. But the other day I was reminded that something that had grown, you know, some, so much a part of my life. Um, Paul was a Jew. Uh, this was what he was doing. He was doing the Jewish religion thing when he was persecuting the Christians. He knew all about how the religion ticked. He knew who was in charge. He knew the uppity ups. He he could rub shoulders in any circle he wanted to. He was a zealot. And so it's it's pretty significant when Paul says in this chapter that he was done in verse, let's see here, 
six. I think believe I believe it was six. Yeah, the end of verse six. It's a pretty significant thing to say that he's done witnessing to the Jews, and he would only go witness to the Gentiles. Maybe it was rash, maybe it was in the moment, but you cannot say that he didn't have history. And some of us are sitting here with a history. And we have been so long sitting inside of this thing that our whys can overcome us concerning this issue. But we... And we can forget that all of it, the depth, the height, the weight. There's a verse that talks about this. That nothing can separate you from the love of God. Neither death, depth, nor height, nor angels, nor principalities, life, death. None of it can separate you from God's purposes and God's plan on your life when it's longer than you expected the struggle when it was when it's more than you think you can handle the struggle when the weight of it is too much to carry anymore we need to remember that all of it has significance that all of it there was a there is when God is done putting you through it it will end but he will only take you through that thing as long as his plan for you to go through it is it is not taken I don't know if that made any sense it's not going to be when when he is done doing the work that he plans to do through that thing it's over it's over that fast and we we do ourselves a disservice trying to trying to figure out what god's perspective is on it because <laughs> oh sarah sarah Things that should have been done five years ago. Or Sarah goes to the other end of things. Sarah is not ready for anything. Sarah is a dope. I'm going to be here for the rest of my life. I go from one end to the other end almost on a daily basis of concerning my weight and my struggle. And maybe you feel, you know, some days you're like, some days of diamonds. Um, anyway, you feel like, okay, I've learned enough in this process, and yet you're still in that thing. Or maybe you, you've had a real glimpse of who you are, and you go to the other end, and it must be that God's going to leave me here forever. You see what we do when we try to have God's perspective on it. His ways are not our ways. Our ways are not his ways. And what he sees often is not what we see. 
And we may want to calculate what it is he is working on in us and get it all wrong. There is a humility that comes with opening up our hand to God and understanding that we, it's frustrating, but we don't really have a grip on what God's ways are and what his timing is and what, and our job is just to relinquish our rights to ourselves and let God be God. So we're in verse nine. Now the Lord spoke to Paul. Remember yesterday, so curious how Paul stayed the night in a guy in a guy's house that was right next to a synagogue. Right after he said he was never going to minister to the Jews again. <laughs> so verse nine. Now the Lord spoke to Paul in the night by vision. Do not be afraid. But speak. And do not keep silent. Paul knew. I know. Lord knows what he's talking about. For I am with you. Did he say and speak to the Jews? No. Because here's here's this thing that we we forget when it comes to um, sharing the gospel is that we don't get to choose who gets to hear the gospel. The minute we start to decide who the gospel is for, that's the minute it's not the gospel anymore. That's your version of the gospel. That's somebody else. Because this is good news for everybody. So God didn't say, no, go back to the Jews. And, no, he said, you need to speak. But we understand by reading that what exactly he is referring to. He's, re he's referring to the fallout with the Jews. And he is reassuring Paul that he needs to speak when he needs to speak. And that it doesn't matter. Who he's speaking to. And that we don't get to put bars and locks. Hats. Roofs. Basements. On who God is allowing into the kingdom. As a side note, is this, can we say this is legitimately part of our life and a part of our MO? And I confess, I have, I have issues, but I know that God's going to work more in my life concerning this, but I have issues with those who I have, who I think have done awful things I mean and I'm thinking child molestation rape I mean I'm not saying these people need to go to jail but if God was going to not put bars on the gospel would I be willing to open-handedly present the gospel 
to people I don't sin like. To people that I find their sin repulsive. Would this be a person that I accepted? Keep in mind, Paul killed Christians before he became a Christian. He killed them. I mean, in, in the States, he'd be in jail. He would be in jail. What if the bad of the bad of the bad got saved? This is something to think about. Because if we cannot comprehend the salvation of those that are despicable to us, we are not comprehending the idea that the gospel is for all. We have an MO and we have a transport system in our little makeup where the gospel goes. It goes to VBS, it goes on Sunday morning, it goes to people that look like me. It definitely doesn't go over there at the massage shop. See what I mean? If we can envision anyone and everyone getting saved, let's not pretend right now that we have an open hand as far as giving the gospel to anyone and everyone. Because the end game is off. You see what I mean? We close it down at the receiving end. It means that the giving end needs to readjust so Paul so God do not he he's not specific for good reason do not keep silent for I am with you and no one will attack you to harm you this is this time We know that Paul's walking with God. And so when he hears God in the night, and I don't know if you're aware of this, but you can hear from God. In fact, this is going to separate sheep from the goats pretty soon. If you're trying to do the church thing and you do not have a personal revelation of the Lord, when the chips fall, you're going to be out. So many times, the only comfort I have received was the voice of my Savior in my spirit. And I don't care if you think I'm weird. It never contradicts his word. It always moves me forward. But the peace and the calm and the love in the voice of my Savior when I have needed it most has taken me often 
from not wanting to get up in the morning to getting up in the morning. So we know that Paul is walking with God and this is, so this is a speaking, listening, hearing, walking with, Jesus thing. This is no harm is going to come to you right now. We know that harm came to Paul. He was beheaded. This is continual. And it should be continual with you and me. We should have the relationship with Jesus that searches his word and hears from him. Not a feel. And sometimes, uh-oh, I need to work on that. But sometimes, it's that honey that soothes the wound. It's that voice that calms the storm. It's hearing from the God that you've given your life to. He is not distant from those who seek his face. You've got to know this. Because we're headed into hard times. We are. And there are going to be people that give up. Left, right, and center. It's going to get worse. You're going to be people, I don't believe in God anymore. It's going to get worse. Do you hear from him? Because they're going to be the only thing that separates sheep from the goats. Because doing the church thing is not going to work. It's not going to take you from not wanting to get up in the morning to joy in his strength. And no one will attack you to harm you. For I have many people in the city. It's specific. It's no he's going to talk to him again later he walks with us so long story short Paul wounded by the last interaction with the Jews swearing them off landing himself next door to a synagogue where somebody gets saved and his family Here's from God. Don't stop speaking. So he takes his friends, Aquila and Priscilla, that we learned about in the first couple of verses, and he goes to Ephesus. And this is where it gets good. He leaves Priscilla and Aquila, and he goes on because he wants to participate in um, a feast in Jerusalem. So he goes on, leaving Priscilla and Aquila. I mentioned that. But what happens there is that they meet up with this man who's a Jew. And his name is Apollos. And all he knew about 
was John the Baptist. And so through Paul's faithfulness to continue and take along Priscilla and Aquila, they then in turn ministered to this man named Apollos. Wait for it. Verse 28 of this chapter. He vigorously refuted the Jews publicly, showing from the scriptures that Jesus is the Christ. The beautiful thing about this is how God can take a horrible experience and redeem it dramatically if we just push past the veil. I'm going to trust you with this pain. I'm going to trust you with what that thing that I'm going through. I'm going to trust you with the waiting. I'm going to trust you with all of these unknowns. I cannot figure out your mind. I don't know why, but I'm okay. I'm going to trust you and I'm going to move forward. And how God brought another man, a Jew, to refute the Jews. I think that's awesome. Double the strength. Double the power. Double the purpose. Double the lips that share the gospel and the feet that go. To bring glory to God. Because you, because I, because she, because him, took that thing that we had gone through. Laid it at the feet of Christ. Trusting him that he could use it. And that he could redeem it. And watch him go. Peace out. Again, thanks for listening. Catch the next part of this series, usually Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday. You can also find Underground Crowds on Twitter, Patreon, Bandcamp, or undergroundcrowds.com.